0: Open your Bibles, if you would, to the Book of Matthew, Chapter Five. We're going to continue our messages—a series of messages we've been preaching all year on this—and probably started a little bit before Christmas. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount. As Jesus, <clears throat> as Jesus began his ministry, he preached uh, to people and the uh, that were around him, that gathered around. His disciples were there, and he's given us different truths that we we need to follow. In our Christian walk, if you want to be in the kingdom of heaven, uh, there's some certain things that you've got to put out of your life. I mean, you've got to you've got to uh, uh, understand some things, and uh, uh, and understand uh, that your righteousness needs to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Now we know that we can't do that on our own; that we must claim the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and we do that at salvation. Uh, we we claim His righteousness, that salvation, because we can't do it on our own. But this morning, we're going to talk about a subject that may make us feel a little uncomfortable from time to time. And and I I, I, want, I entitled to this this message. Just just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And and uh, I I hope that we'll take this in the spirit that uh, Jesus has meant. You know, we're we as Christians. Uh, should live a, a different uh, a lifestyle uh, that, uh, than, than those around us. And, and, and sometimes we, we need to make sure that when we say something, we mean it. And people can depend upon our word. Do you have a problem telling the truth? I mean, are you a liar? No. <laughs> would, would you lie? For a dollar? Would you lie for a hundred dollars? Would you lie for a million dollars? You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you would lie for a million dollars or a one dollar.
1: A liar is a liar
0: no matter what the price uh, the fact of the matter is that there is little, there's a, uh, a little bit of liar in all of us. You may say you don't know me well enough to say that to me. Well, listen, I, I have the same sin nature as you do, and lying is a part of that sin nature. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, that we will do it, but it, it doesn't mean that we will become habitual liars, uh, in fact, the New Testament makes it clear that if you're born again, that you will not become a habitual liar. Have you ever run across people that when they're when they're telling you something, they say things like, I swear, I, I'm just being honest. Uh, do you know why there are people like that? Uh, they can't talk without saying, I'm telling the truth. I swear. I promise, it's because they know they have have the reputation of being a liar. Uh, So before you can make judgment about them, about what they're going to say, they're going to try to convince you that they are being straightforward at this particular time. They are about to lie to you. Jesus had something to say about lying. Uh, Jesus had something to say about radical righteousness. Righteousness. That, that is what the Sermon on the Mount is all about. It is, it's, it's about hitting us where we live. It's about telling us that we can say what we want to say. We can put on our Sunday, uh, go to meet and close. But at the end of the day, if you don't have this radical righteousness that only Jesus can give, you are not in the kingdom of God. Say whatever you want to say. Do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, if radical righteousness is not, is a, is not a part of your life, and you don't have Jesus. Let me tell you what the disciple of Jesus would do. Uh, they don't have to swear an oath to tell the truth. Uh, the disciples of Jesus don't have to, to say. Peaky swear, swear. In order to tell the truth. Uh, the disciples of Jesus. Whether they are under an oath. Or, or not under oath. Whether they, they, it will cost them money. Or, or not cost them money. They tell the truth. As we look at. Matthew, and we'll read just a second as we continue the Sermon on the Mount. Today we come to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 33. Jesus is with his disciples. There is a multitude of people uh, who are within earshot of everything Jesus is going to say, and he he speaks to me and he speaks to you today. Uh, Let's all stand for the reading of the word of God as we look to Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse number 33. The Bible says, again, ye have heard that it hath been said of them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, uh, for it is the the city uh, of, of the great King." Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings in our lives. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for this word this morning that can remind us of how uh, serious a matter it is that we, that we say things that are true, that, we, that are not, we're not deceptive, that we're not looking for ways to get out of, of our commitments, dear Lord, that we will just be uh, the, the type of people that, uh, that people would recognize that they have been with you, dear Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and for your goodness and your mercy. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As a child, we learned pretty young that lying can be advantageous. Uh, I don't know how it was for you when you were in school, but when I was in school, teachers could use a paddle. And they did. Uh, and, And... And they didn't have to fill out a bunch of paperwork when they did. But some of them did anyway. And and it was a note to my parents. And it had to be signed and returned to them the next day. I I knew if I got one of those notes uh, that uh, I was in trouble. Uh, because my as soon as my dad read the note i was getting it again <laughs> so i learned early that lying could be advantageous it could get me out of trouble we learned early how to make excuses for not doing our homework we learned how to get out of our obligations if i were to tell you today that i'm going to buy a year's supply of, uh, of, uh, of blizzards from Dairy Queen if you come to church on Sunday night. But then I said, but, but I had my fingers crossed, and therefore the promise is not valid. <laughs> I'm not obligated because I had my fingers crossed. Don't you remember doing that? We would tell someone that we would do something, and because we had our fingers crossed, it was not binding. We believed that pinky swearing was convincing enough, and that crossing our fingers would get us off the hook. We look back and think, that was so childish. Yes, it's childish, it's silly, it's deceitful, and it all pictures what is on the inside of every one of us. And you don't outgrow that. Instead of saying something to somebody and then uh, uh, revealing that you had your fingers crossed behind your back, we say things like, I swear to God. I swear on my mother's grave. As if that changes everything. Swearing on your mother's grave and swearing and using God's name doesn't change your character doesn't change the heart of a person. Jesus is telling the disciples that you can swear by heaven, you can swear by earth, you can swear by whatever you wish, but the fact of the matter is, those who are true disciples, those who are in the kingdom of God, they are the people of integrity. If you're a person of integrity, your word is your bond. You don't have to swear. You don't have to sprinkle your conversation with, I promise. Your word is good enough. By the time of Jesus, the Jews had developed a sophisticated system of getting out of their obligations. Verse number 33, again, it says, again, we have heard that it had been said of them of old times. Jesus changes the normal way of introducing this. Instead of saying, it hath been said, he says he have heard that it hath been said. And, and here he is not quoting a particular commandment. He is stating a, tra- a religious tradition. And notice what it says, thou, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform it unto the Lord thine oaths. Jesus was not quoting Bible here. He was quoting what the religious people had devised as a statement that, uh, that fit their, their, uh, uh, their, their position. Let me say this. The Bible, the Bible does not condemn making oaths. In fact, God made an oath. He, the Bible says in Hebrews 6.13, For when God made promise to Abraham, uh, because he, uh, he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Paul also made a vow. Our Anabaptists' forefathers and the Quakers would uh, uh, refuse to put their hand on the Bible in a courtroom and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help them God. And they did it based upon what Jesus said in this verse. So should a Christian, when you go to court... Should you swear to tell the truth when Jesus said we shouldn't do that sort of thing? He said, let your communication be yea or nay. Here, Jesus is not talking about a court of law. He's not talking about signing a contract. He is talking about everyday conversation with people one-on-one. He's talking about interpersonal relationships. My, my relationship to you ought to be, if I tell you something, you don't have to have me sign something. You don't have to have it notarized. You, you don't have to go to extreme merit measures to verify that what I am saying is, it, to you is true. You ought to know that it is true because my character is true. So when you go into a courtroom to testify, you are not violating the spirit of the New Testament. When you put your hand on the Bible and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That is not a violation of what Jesus is saying. Look what was going on in the days of Jesus. These rabbis had divided this sophisticated system of getting out of their obligation. And here's how it worked. Some of them would swear by heaven. See the in verse 34. Swear not at all, neither by heaven. Now, now you know that I'm telling the truth because I swear by heaven. And if I swear by heaven, you should believe what I say. Well, not so fast. Look at verse number 35. It says, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king neither by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. Of course, this was before Clairol. And, uh, but anyway, the principle is the same. Uh, Jesus is saying, uh, this is the system that we have, that you have. If you swear by heaven, it's binding. But if you swear by earth, the word is a little less Binding. And if you swear by Jerusalem, it's even less binding. And if you swear by your head, it it is even less binding than that. So they had this tiered system in place that allowed them to legally lie. Let me ask you this question. Why would you want to do that? Uh, Why would you want to tell someone something knowing that it's a lie? It's not true. All of us have said things that later on proved to be wrong. By the way, that, that's, that's going to happen because we don't, uh, we don't know all things. And we can't look into the future. Uh, we are all going to say things that prove to be wrong. And, and that is not necessarily a lie. Because we don't know everything. But, but to lie is to deliberately deceive someone. In Jesus' day... These men would say, I swear to you by the earth. It's not that very binding. In other words, because I have sworn to you by the earth and not by heaven, I'm going to you, I'm going to use this loophole to get out of my obligation to you. I have some strong convictions about the obligations that we make as Christians. We say that we're going to do something unless we're providentially hindered by God. We ought to keep our word and do what we have obligated ourselves to do. We make a bill, a debt, we ought to pay that debt. We should should not look for a loophole. Uh, Not hire a team of high-power lawyers to read over a contract, to read the fine print, try to find a way that we can get out of our obligations. If you made a debt, you ought to pay the debt. You should pay what you owe. You may say, well, I can't afford it. Well, you had no business buying it then. Live within your means. Don't obligate yourself to things you can't pay. There are a few things that I know of today that that hurt the cause of Christ and the testimony of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ anymore. That Christians, you have a reputation of being a liar. They will tell you one thing, but they will do another thing. Or they will make a debt and refuse to pay that debt. That hurts the cause of everybody. That hurts the cause of Christ. That that hurts the cause of those who are being being honest and are trying to pay their debts. What I'm saying here is whether you are under a contract or not under a contract, if you tell someone you will do something, you will pay them for something, you ought to do that. Don't look for the fine print. Say, here, here, here. I I can get out of it right here. Um, Do you know what? Legally, you may be able to get out of something. That may be something that you can do. But if doing it would hurt your testimony, you shouldn't do it. Amen. You say, well, it's going to cost me a bunch of money. Well, let it cost you a bunch of money. Uh, Your integrity, your reputation, the cause of Christ is worth far more than any amount of money that uh, that you'll put in your pocket. Guard your reputation. Do what you say and say what you will do. I saw a sign somewhere that said if a man tells his wife he'll fix something, he'll fix it. Stop reminding him of it every six months.
1: Now all the women are laughing
0: at me and all the men are angry with me, but um if you tell your wife you're gonna fix it, fix it. You know what happens a lot of times, six six months will be gone and, and she'll bring it up again and the next thing he'll say is all she ever does is nag. And then it begins. If you tell your wife you're going to do something. Do it. If you tell your husband you're going to do something, do it. If for whatever reason you are providentially hindered from doing that, you need to go to that person. You need to, that you that you obligated your time and your talent, your t- energy. You need to make it right with them. Tell tell them. Look, I, I made this statement in good faith. In the meantime, this has happened. Is beyond my control. Whatever you have to do to make it right, make it right. Relationships are important your Christian integrity, when you lose that, the the issue is not can you get it back, the issue is should you get it back. If you ever get the reputation of being a liar, are there ever going to be uh, be able to get to that place where people will ever believe in you again? Do you have enough time to rebuild that reputation? Do you have enough energy that's required to put it into rebuilding your reputation? Probably not best thing is be honest tell the truth fulfill your obligations then you don't have to worry about trying to rebuild all of that do the right do it right the first go around that way that that may be the only go around that you'll ever get now look what jesus said about it jesus said they developed the system of swearing by heaven, swearing by earth, swearing by Jerusalem, swearing by their head. Look what Jesus said about heaven. He said it is God's throne, and He said the earth is is His foot. It's His footstool, and and, and by Jerusalem it is the city of the great King. By your hair, Jesus says you can't make one white or black, uh, but God can. Do you know what He just did here? He said, the heaven, the heaven, that's God's throne. The earth, that's God's footstool. Jerusalem, that's God's city. You know what he's saying? He said, you can swear by heaven, you can swear by earth, you can swear by Jerusalem. He said, behind it all is God. You can't separate God from anything. God is the Lord over all. Whether it's in heaven or earth, or the city of Jerusalem. And by swearing by one of these things, it doesn't improve your character. It does not improve your integrity. God is behind all those things. By the way, do you know that that, that Jesus said that every idle word we speak is going to be judged? In Matthew uh, 12, 36, he says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word that we speak is going to be judged by God. Now look what Jesus said in our text again. Look look what he said in in verse uh, 37. But instead of trying to confirm that you really are are telling the truth now, I mean... uh, Uh, You may have lied in the past, but I was only swearing by earth, and and now I'm going to swear by heaven. This means, sure enough, the truth. Jesus said, instead of playing those games, let your conversation be, uh, or let your word be, yay, yay, or nay, nay. In other words, mean what you say, and say what you mean. You tell someone, yes, I'll, I'll be there at nine in the morning. Be there at nine. Not 901. If you say, tell someone, I'll I'll pay you on Monday, pay them on Monday, not on Tuesday. Uh, Mean what you say. And, And if you say yes, then let it be yes. Don't look for a loophole. Don't look for a way out. Don't look for the fine print, a way to get out of your obligations. Pay your debt. Live up to your word. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. You know what? We can't have a healthy relationship with God without being honest. I have this feeling, I don't know for sure, but I have this feeling that when some of you uh, came in this morning to the doors of this church, people, they immediately get this, this some kind of holiness that makes them think that they're Okay.
1: They hear the word of
0: God. They experience the conviction of the spirit of God. And they swear it's for someone else, not them. They say, Boy, I hope they're listening to this. We don't need it because we are already, you know, got it all worked out. We don't need this. Uh, let me be clear. I'm preaching to you and me today. Preaching to all of us. Uh, I, i'm not preaching to someone next to you uh you say i'm offended by what you're saying don't get mad with me if it's the conviction of the holy spirit amen see i don't i don't know what you've said to somebody someone hadn't told me i don't know if if, if, if the holy Spirit's convicting you about it that's that's god's work amen uh Listen, you'll never grow spiritually until, first of all, you can be honest with yourself. And secondly, you can be honest with God. Amen. You know why some people are stagnant in their growth spiritually? They refuse to be honest with themselves, they refuse to say, God, I'm wrong. I'm guilty. I, I have no problem saying that the preacher's wrong or, or the deacon's wrong or my Sunday school teacher is wrong, but they can't bring them to say, God, I am wrong I'm telling you you're going to stay where you are spiritually you're never going to grow you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to uh, and, and you uh, uh, if you're ever going to grow spiritually, I lied, but you'll never grow spiritually. You lied because you wanted to. You lied because you thought the lie would look better than the truth. You lied because the thought of what you could do with that extra dollar. You lied because of what everybody's going to think If they find out the truth. You can justify whatever you want to justify. But the bottom line is God knows the truth. He knows the truth about me. He knows the truth about you. So Jesus says. You don't play games with contracts. And you don't look for loopholes. You say what you mean. And you mean what you say. And you stand by it. Fulfill your obligations. Be true to your word. It used to be. That people made agreements on their word alone. On a handshake. You knew them. Their word was their bond. People were making deals, business deals. Nobody signed anything. They looked each other in the eye and they shook hands. And that meant something. Your word ought to mean something. You ought to be able to tell a man and then do it. Be true to your word. Look what Jesus said about it in verse 37. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. For, whatsoever, for whatever is more than these. But uh, my yes means yes and my no means no. What is more than that? The origin of more than that comes from the evil one. It comes from Satan. You know what John 4, 8, 4, 4 says about the devil? Jesus is speaking in this particular passage. He says, "Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Are you a man of your word? Are you a woman of your word? Are you a teenager of your word? Do you lie to avoid punishment? Would you lie to make a dollar? Jesus said, You are of your father, the devil. For he was a liar from the beginning. And all liars, all lies are instigated by him. But on the other hand, the exact opposite of that is when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. You can live by a lie, and you can live by the truth. To live by a lie is to live Satan's way, to live by the truth is to live the way of Jesus. You may be willing to live a lie but are you willing to die a lie? Are you willing to state your eternity, your eternal destination, on a lie? Do you want to stake your eternal destination on the truth? The truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said I am the way, the truth and the life. No man. No woman. No boy. No girl. No one carries comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Through Jesus. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the truth. Right. As we close. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior. You've never been saved. You've never been born again. You, I beg you to come to Christ. Believe in him and pay uh, to pay your sin debt. Be saved this morning. Maybe there are others that need to be respond to the invitation. Maybe you've been saved and haven't been baptized. Be a part of this church. Maybe you're here today and you'd like to be a member. Come and we will receive you however we can according to the Bible. Why don't you come now? Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us about our obligations and how we need to stick to them, to be honest in all of our dealings, to have some integrity as Christians. When people hear us talk and we say something, we make a commitment that we mean what we say. You Lord, forgive us for the times that we've hurt our testimony, that we've hurt the cause of Christ because we couldn't tell the truth. Dear Lord, forgive us for our sins. Help us, dear Lord, to live a life that would be a a, a testimony to your your working in our lives. I pray, dear Lord, that there's some here that's not been saved, that they will receive Christ as their Savior. Others that need to make decisions, dear Lord, if you're convicted hearts, dear Lord, I pray that they will come and pour their heart out to you, get forgiveness, and dear Lord, that they, we might be all that you would want us to be in our Christian walk. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son to, to die on the cross, to pay for our sins, for my sin, for the sins of others who have received, received that payment. For salvation. We're so thankful that our sins are forgiven. You, Lord, just help us to live a life that would show that we are a forgiven soul. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us, for your love and for your mercy. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.